going on? Welcome back to another episode of Millennial's Third Eye. And I want to thank you wherever you are in the world, whether this is live right now or in a recording for listening to this episode. And as usual, I like to introduce this person in the, the next episodes. And what I want to remind everyone is, what do I do this for? What's the, what's the point? And I like to bring in like-minded individuals that have their own experiences that we can share and, and learn from one another to help others that are seeking their own paths, seeking their own choices and directions and where do they go next? Because not everyone has the same path, but we have the same similar experiences to help one another. On this episode, it's going to be Conversations with a Babalao with Frank Matias and talking about Ifa, his, his life, his experiences, and his book as well. Uh, without further ado, it's an honor. Frank, thank you for taking this episode and, and being on this episode with me and, and talking about all this. No, you're welcome, and thank you for the invite. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Uh, I'm I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to this. Like I was just saying before, I've been actually a little nervous because that's it's one of those exciting moments where I'm like, you know what, this is gonna be good. But let's, uh, without further ado, so if you can share with everyone right from the beginning, um, a little bit about yourself and and that journey that brought you to where you are today, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. Absolutely. So my journey started a very long, many years ago when I was a kid. I had a lot of spiritual connection. Um, I was very insightful from a young age. I recall a lot of my family members telling me that I would say things or predict things that will eventually manifest. And I grew up with my father and my grandfather, his father. Uh, they both were spiritists. So I grew up in that, that environment. And from an early age, I decided I wanted to find a path that I could really connect with, something that I could develop on a spiritual sense. And eventually I found IFA, which was around 1986. And I started learning about IFA through some older individuals that I connected with. And... Um, once I graduated from high school, I decided to continue my journey. So it, it, it was a little difficult in the beginning because there was not a lot of information available on IFA. And eventually right, right. I ended up connecting with Nigerians from um, Yoruba from Nigeria, and they were able to continue enhancing um, my knowledge of IFA. And basically, I just used my life experience to really develop um, the way I follow IFA, and you know, my intent is to make it practical so everyone could connect with it, so everyone will be able to understand and, uh, uh, with their own upbringing. So it's been a long journey, Absolutely. but it's, really and, 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 it, and it's and, yeah, and the journey continues because you learn about IFA throughout your whole life. I always tell people, I'm not an expert of IFA, I'm still a student of IFA, and I will always be a student of IFA. True, I love that. I love that life is always growing. Life is always a lesson of growth. And one of the biggest things that I've heard, and I like that you said that, is because if someone is so knowledgeable and they know, even if they know a lot, um, when they have this presence about them and they, they can actually show this way of, you can't reach my level. And the whole goal, I think, is to help one another reach where we're all growing to and we're all evolving. And there isn't a level of unreachable, uh, untainability, I guess I'm looking for no, you're absolutely right, and you know, and, and that's the difference between the way Ifa is practiced here in the West compared to the way it's practiced in Nigeria. Because we always hear about communal, right, working as a community, and in mm -hmm. Nigeria, when I travel there, 
there could be more than one babalao or an olorisha to help someone. So, for example, if a babalao is limited on a specific area, you know, he will usually go to another babalao to uh, bring that person in to help their their client, to use that term client. Um, over here, like you mentioned, it's more about the ego. It's more about, you know, I know everything. I know more. And, and that's just not the reality of your fight. Your fight is about being humble and understanding mm. your limits. That's really cool. That's a, that's a great way to explain that. Um, for those of you that are listening um, a little bit about myself, and I want to kind of bring it intertwined to this conversation, is um, spiritually, I always had that calling, and my family has been in around Santeria, and, and it brought to the connection of Ifa. And so for me, it's just like you, spiritually, and there was that, that pull. Um, so I love to hear everyone's different stories of how they found it or uh, what they have received from it. Was there any, like, hardships that you've been through that you had some moments where you went in a new direction with it or anything that happened? Um, I mean, throughout life, I've experienced a lot of adversity, um, and, and mainly because of my determination to, to find and develop my spiritual path. So and there was a lot of ip, uh, ups and downs. I never had any, like, tragic events that happened that geared me towards spirituality. Uh, it was always a conscious decision, and um, you know, my main goal is to really continue developing my understanding and be able to share it. That's one of the reasons why I decided to write the book. And oh, those that read the book or those that will read the book, you will find it that it, sp- it speaks to you, that it really defines the different aspects of your father in a very clear and practical way. So that's just that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay. Is there... um? So for me, I know that there's um, a lofi or a lodomare, and um, how can what what are those the knowledgeable points that you can share with uh, with listeners now on what to understand more about ifa on or the things that are in your book? Um, what can you share with everyone so that they can kind of relate to their spirituality and their growth and maybe see the concept of the combination of the two? Absolutely. So when it comes to lodomare, lodomare just the word Lumati just means God. So you could be a non Ifa follower. Let's say, for example, in Nigeria, you could be a Christian or uh, a Muslim, and you will use the word Oludamati because Oludamati means God. And, you know, because one thing we have to keep in mind that all religion, all spiritual practices, they have stories of origin. So, in order for many people to explain what Ifa is and what's the origin and how it developed, they'll use the term Oludamati, which is the creator as in all other religion, right? So uh, he or she that creates. And uh, for Ifa followers, we don't really connect with Oludamari. We acknowledge what Oludamari is, but we're more into the earthbound um, energy, the earth-based energy. Um, the term Olofi, which in the Santeria and Lukumi, if I'm not mistaken, is considered a god or less than a god, but the, the true term of Olofi means king. So Olofi is not in Orisha. Olofi in Yoruba means, um, the word Olofi means king. Ah, okay, okay. So for for the spiritual people out there, because I work with a lot of different people, and um, and I know that we, we were briefly talking about this episode previously on what to expect, and I really love that you brought up as well um, your the mental health part of this as well. So... How can we bring this all in 
to spirituality, mental health, energy, um, our choices in life, where does that bring you uh, with Ifa and with everyone else? Because, you know, the truth is that as a spiritual person, as a, as a Santero, as a, and I love this part about talking with you about this topic, is that um, it, it really comes in hand-in-hand hand with the balance. It's just understanding more, and that's why I really wanted to have you on as well, because you post so many great things on your page, and it, you connect and use words. That's why I, I can't actually wait to buy your book as well, because I can already understand what you mean by it speaks to you. Because you're, you're put, for everyone listening, Frank posts statuses every day, as an update on what to expect for the day or what to connect with. And they they always connect with me. And so how can we bring that into mental health next and energy and and spirituality all together in a a nice little ball? Uh, Yes. So I always explain to people that when we speak about the the different um, Orishas, that all the stories of each Orisha, really, if you, if, you, if you dissect it, it really speaks of different emotional um, stability. And for most of us, we do have a lot of emotional instability, a lot of internal conflicts that causes us to be mentally imbalanced. So when you're connecting with Ifa, you're focusing on what we call Ori, which, is your, um, which means your head. And Ori is considered the highest of all the Orisha. And when you work with Ifa, it helps you to stabilize that emotional imbalance that you're having that's causing the mental, um, the mental imbalance or the mental uneasiness. So what, by making certain offering, like for example, I always tell people, you know, always start working with your Ori, especially early in the morning, kind of like a mindful meditation type of routine. Um, Absolutely. Can tell offering. Which entails offering like cool water to your temples, coconut oil, and and, and really connecting to to your ori because all the messages, all the things that we need to know, um, are 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 within our head. We just need to know how to activate it, how to uh, touch with it, how to make it develop so it could guide us in, in the right way. So o- overall, to me, it's about healing, true healing, and. True healing starts with your mental health, your emotional health, because without a strong emotional and mental health, eventually it will uh, impact your physical health, and that's why a lot of people uh, see themselves getting sick or not or not so physically healthy, and they don't realize that that part of emotionally strong and emotionally healthy is very crucial. That's a that's a really great way of putting it and it's really cool and this is what I love about what I do and what I talk to others about or share with especially in this conversation because um, what I work with on people even though it's it's different subjects uh, sometimes words get in the way but it's it's two different avenues but similarities and I work with people on the emotional awareness and I talk to them about um, new rituals that they can use in the morning to start your day off right and the intention. So even when you focus on something, you're putting your direct energy, your intentional energy. And so, especially with you talking about the ori, or the you know your 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 conscious, your your thoughts, that's it's nurturing it. And um, it's you're already talking about putting your intentional and mental energy on the focus of it, and it's for your own good. It's for activating that, and that's really cool. Um, if there is what would you or what have you uh, 
told others or what would you recommend for anyone who is, because you know what happens, and this is, this is something I'm sure you understand too and you've heard, is a lot of people get this misconception of, especially with the Arishas, where there's a spiritual beginning, there's the spiritual awareness of self and your spiritual guides and all that other great stuff, but then I come across others who sometimes are misinformed, and you'll see posts or you'll hear from people who aren't sure how to give those offerings if they don't have the Arisha. And I noticed that you post a lot of great things. And so for me, it's a different story because I have them. However, what, what do others do if they follow your post or there's something that they want to offer, especially with Ifa or, or an Arisha that we're, we're, how should they go about that? No, great question. So the offerings that is uh, recommended on the daily posts, is really is very basic and it's meant for anyone regardless if they follow you follow or not to connect and to offer and um, because there are stronger to use that phrase or deeper offerings that should only be made by an orisha an orisha is someone that is fully initiated into a specific um, orisha or nerumile or babalao or iyanifa so those types of offering you will never see us post Okay, those are specific for the Olorisha, but below Yanifa to make uh, on behalf okay, okay. of the person. Okay, but the the offerings I going back to um, the daily post, they're they're basic and usually you could, they could be done outdoors, out in nature, or they could be done within your home. You could just again using your Ori, kind of invoke that specific energy that you want you want to connect with, whether it's Ogun, whether it's Oshun, whether it's Yemoya. Um, or locum or any of the other orishas, then with your ori you will connect and you will ask for for the intent. Because I just want to backtrack a little bit. So it's it's important to understand that the offerings is more of a give and receive. So when you make a specific offering, you have to be specific why you're making the offering, what's the int the intent, and what you expect in return. And so that's that's the way the e file works. But if you want to offer, for example, to Oshun, you can go by any body of water, whether it's a river, a lake, the ocean, and you can just get as close as you can to the water and, and just connect, you know, speak from your heart, uh, allow your mind to 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 uh, be activated by that invocation of the energy, and then you can make the offering, whether it's shea butter, whether it's fruits, etc. And that's just the same thing with all the other resources. That's great. And um, another great reason why I also was excited to have you on this episode, and still am, is um, you, you're understanding your words with other people. That because um, I, I also want to help the community, and in this episode or any other way, um, with this this mindset where a lot of people they have this calling or they want to connect with Ifa or the Orishas or Santeria and there's this like slight misunderstanding with the other part of them and there's this fear base and so especially with how you you work and your words um, how what would you tell other people about that concept of it's not a fear it's it's a it's an energy it's well how would you explain that to someone so if I'm understanding your question correctly, uh, you're saying that there's fear tactic that, that's used by certain practitioner. Is that correct? Either, 
either from what they might have misread or misunderstood or right. from another person. Yeah. Um, how, how would you put in your words to help others understand? That, well, so E5 is not about fear baits. E5 doesn't have the concept of evil. E5 doesn't have the concept of demons or devil. None of that has to do anything to do with E5. Uh, I know there are some people that claim especially here in our side of the world, that if you disrespect, quote-unquote, the Orisha, that the Orisha will punish you or the Orisha will kill you. And, and that's just not Ifa at all, okay? Ifa is about helping you to realize who you are spiritually, physically, giving you the opportunity to correct a lot of mistakes that you made in life. And really empowering you, all right? Because Ifai is really an individual practice. It's not so much a collective practice. It's not so much about gathering, you know, X amount of people and start doing stuff with Ifai. So Ifai is an individual practice. And what I mean by that is that each person is, is responsible for themselves and is responsible to understand the teachings of Ifai and the guidance of Ifai and the advice of Ifai. And, and again, regardless if the person's Follow Ifa's or not? We have a lot. We had a lot of uh, interactions with Muslims, Christians, um, Hindus, Hindu people that practice Hinduism, and they had came to us for guidance to to regain their their balance, and that really helped them to reconnect with their original beliefs. But the concept of you're going to be punished, they're going to kill you, they're going to make you suffer, all, all that is a, is, a, is a misconception of what Orisha is. Because, you know, we have to keep in mind that the Orisha depends on us, not us on the Orisha. What that means is without us, they won't receive any offerings. You understand? So a lot of people think it's the right. other way right. around, but it actually is. It w they are dependent on us. Mm. I love that. I love that understanding uh, an explanation as well. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, there, there's been this time, and I see it. And I'd rather, you know, ask you what your thoughts are because over the past couple of years, especially with um, social media has its ups and downs um, and misconceptions and, and what people read. And that's why I really want to, I want to go into your book next. Um, and so let's talk about your book. I'm excited about this. What is sure. it called? What is the context? And what are people going to, uh, what should people expect when they, when they buy this and read into it? And what did you put into it? What's the energy about? Sure. So the title of the book is Ifa, a universal concept of all life, a complex system easy, easily explained. And the reason I chose that title, especially the last one, a complex system easily explained, because the complexity of Ifa takes a long time to really understand, to, to begin to comprehend. So it, it takes a lot of years to even begin understanding the complexity of it. So uh, the purpose of the book is to give a very basic, very practical um, explanation on the different aspects of Ifa. So all, whomever, whether they're new to Ifa, whether they practice a different religion or they have a different spiritual path, they could uh, understand the book clearly. And the book covers Ifa. It gives a, a, an explanation of what Ifa is. It also provides an explanation of Urumila, which is considered the main or the first prophet of Ifa and it also explains on the Ori, the purpose of the Ori how to connect with the Ori which is your your um, your head 
And it also speaks about what we call Iwapele, which most people translate Iwapele as good character. And it has aspects of good character in Iwapele, but it also, in the book, I write about being patient, because patience is key, not just to Ifa, to any spiritual path. You know, a person must have a lot of patience to go through the uh, the healing the healing process. And then I included a big description of specific Orishas. And so at the end of the book, it has each Orisha and offerings to make depending on the situation that you're going through, whether it's an imbalance with a family member, oh, wow. whether whether a person is not having success at work or success within a relationship, then there's different Orisha. And it gives a breakdown. It really provides a detailed breakdown of what the person is going through, the reason why they're going through it, and how they could correct it. You know, according to the offering and the connection they will make with the um, with the Orisha. So it's mostly it's basically I, a self help book with Ifa. That's that's what I always tell people. My book is a self help book great. with Ifa. It might be the it might be the first self help book in Ifa out there. But I think that's a really a really really cool book to have. I'm actually I'm not gonna lie to everyone. I, I'm gonna buy this book. I'd rather buy it after this conversation. And then get into it, and then maybe have another podcast with you and talk more about a bunch of stuff later on. And so that's what I'm sure. exactly going to do. But that's really cool, especially. And you know, you know what I'm going to say. I'm sure there's people out there that whoever's listening will understand as well. But um, especially through Santa Dia, your fathers, all these, all these letters and numbers, and going deeper into the into the meaning of the reading, and and so I find it really awesome that you have a self help book. It's a, it's a, a great explanation, an easy way to understand it, and also if there's something you're going through, because that's one of the things. Even as a human being, and I love sharing my experiences with people, regardless of the topic, because a lot of the times I find that there's individuals. I guess we can use the word ego, but we don't have to. Um, that talk about all these things, but they're not giving you their true human self on what they have been through, or what they had to learn, or what. How did they get there? And I tell people things that help me evolve to get where I am today, to continue evolving. Um, but I've had many moments where I'm like, well, do I go to my ancestors, spirit guides, and Orisha? Where do I, which Orisha do I go to? So that's a really cool way of helping other people. Um, if you don't mind, what I would like to ask you, I'd like to ask you first a question then go into it, but when would you tell someone... And when they should, because a lot of people, especially in 2020, love getting readings. I find people that can either want a reading just for the heck of it, then they want a reading for themselves or direction. But when would you explain to someone to get a reading spiritually, to get a reading um, through Ifa or Santeria? Is there a difference? What's your opinion or what's your thoughts and, and knowledge on that? Well, one thing we need to understand is that each time you get an IFA reading, or the correct word is DAFA, D-A-F-A, is meant to to use the the, the analogy of, a, of an onion. You know, you peel right mm-hmm. an onion a little bit at a yeah. time. So each time you get a reading, you peel one layer away, and each time you peel a layer, it allows IFA and you and the person who's guiding you to look deeper into what else needs to be done to provide the healing of the guidance that you need to move forward with life. So uh, um, a lot of people, 
a lot of people when they go when they have crisis when they go through a crisis or they have a sudden um, death in their family, um, or one of the main is relationships when someone breaks up with either their boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, or whatever the case is, they usually go and seek um, guidance from Ifa. And what what motivates them is that emotional hurt, that emotional imbalance motivates them to go and seek uh, any file reading. But um, I, I won't say there are specific moments that a person should get a reading. They should get a reading even if they're doing well. Because a lot of people just get a reading when things are not manifesting the way they feel that it should that it should manifest. A reading should be done periodically, especially if you're doing well, to continue to continue that that success that you're having to see if there's anything that needs you need to be cautious with so you know it, it, it i could say you could say it's, it's subjective whenever the person feels it that they need a reading then they should just go and get a reading done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i um i like how you said that because um the reason why i have the podcast is professionally i'm a chef and i actually went through what and you would understand what i'm saying this evolution of self and i I, but before that i always feel like we're always evolving so i'm not saying that we're always growing but i had this big um predominant time in my life that um shook my world up and the reason why i had the podcast because not only did it shake my world up my consciousness my my spirit my but i started to become more aware of self but I was going through a lot of different changes and and experiences and things I was seeing and hearing that I wasn't, I had, I'm not going to lie to everyone listening as well. I had moments where I had to ask myself, what's going on with Joe? Where did Joe go? Because I was, I was going through a lot of changes. And just as you said, relationships or people passing, I had lost someone um, drastically. And so it was a, it was a very predominant, needed this balance and I love I love talking about Ori because it's not only just this and I want you to talk a little bit more about that too like there's something about the Ori that it it guides you but sometimes we need to connect with it more and just as you said um, meditating in the morning or putting coconut oil on on your temples and but how would you put it into simple words or maybe you already have it in the book how can someone understand in a simple way or the Ori to an intuition or guidance or what's directing them. Oh, absolutely. So just to uh, give a clarification on, on the file reading of Dafa, because a lot of people, when they hear readings, uh, they think it's more of um, an oracle of past, present, and future. But those they understand the Ifa at a, I don't want to say deeper level, but definitely at a, at a metaphysical level, put it that way, at a metaphysical level, it's about retrieving the information that you are already born with and being able uh. to interpret being able to interpret that information. So the the purpose of Babalao or Anolo Risha or Yanifa is retrieving the information that's already within you and then giving you the interpretation of the message which will give you the insight that you need to move forward. So with the with the OD, it's about consciousness, and sometimes consciousness, you know, we get into the whole metaphysics of consciousness and where it comes from, you know, you know, what's the influence of it, and so on and so forth. But in the and with the OD, it is about activating that consciousness, activating that knowledge that you already have, because if you think about it. 
you know, sometimes when we um, face a, a specific problem, right, and we don't know how to resolve it, sometimes we sit down, sometimes we meditate, sometimes we take a little walk, listen to music, and out of the blue, you get a solution. And you, you're thinking, wow, where did that come from? Where did that solution came from? Why did exactly. you know, look at this, you know, a few days ago? So that's OD. That's what happens when the person start to connect with their OD and meditate with their OD and allow the other Orisha to to connect with their OD. It's about retrieving. That that's what I, that's the best way that I could describe is retrieving who you are, the message that you, the message that's within you. The guidance, the solutions that you're born with, you know, all those innate energy, that's what the OD activates. I've um, I, that was beautiful, by the way. So I, I over my like uh, my life experiences so far, um, I've learned to trust trust the OD more, um, and also I talk a lot about incarnation, um, and my my explanation is that we have all this information that we're born with, and then especially into this life, and that um, in order to access that, or and there's so many different ways, especially through Yva, but is to uh, also embrace it or embrace your OD to allow things to come through. And is that something similar in a way as well? What you're what you're saying? Uh, it, it is. It is. Uh, it is similar. It's about Collecting information from from our past. Um, I mean, we can make the argument that consciousness comes from DNA, right? As our DNA comes from generation and generation, it's that possibility. Right. It's a theory that we do um, retrieve the consciousness of of all of our um, ancestors, because that's basically what the DNA is. And um, so, yeah. So I think that all that information is around us because. A lot of people, they ask me, how can someone uh, predict the future? You know, how can someone predict what's going to happen? And, and I tell them, it's not about predicting. It's about retrieving, as I mentioned earlier, retrieving. So you look at the possibility of how things will manifest in the future. So it's not predicting. It's just retrieving and be able to have the insightfulness to interpret what may occur. So... Incarnation is possible, you know, um, but I definitely would say that a lot of the information that we do have does come from our ancestor or from the consciousness of uh, DNA. I love that. I love that. That's really cool. That's a great explanation. I'm really enjoying this conversation with you. Um, What I find often, and I like to pick questions that also people will relate to on simple levels, and so one of those things, and I know that there's one of the things I went to you a long time ago for, uh, I don't know even how many years ago it's been, but um, the, the IFA bracelets. Um, and I rather, there's things, I don't know everything, and that's why I want to ask questions and I want people to listen. That green and yellow or the, the African one, what is that symbolic to? What does that mean? What is, what is it for? Why should someone have it? Um, or what's the ne- necessary reasons to have one? If you don't mind me asking that. No, not at all. So those that should wear those bracelets of the day should be someone who's initiated into Ifa. I know here in our part of the world, they do certain ceremonies and they give a person um, the bracelet. 
And that's incorrect according to the way we follow Ifa in Nigeria. That's meant to be worn by someone who goes into initiation of Ifa, whether it's male or female, Mabalaoi and Ifa. And that and that gives that recognize when someone sees the bracelet, they know that you are a Babalao or an Yanifa, and they will greet you accordingly. And you know, there's a lot of mythological stories behind the bracelet. There's one that talks speaks about Iku, that Iku, you know, the world was becoming overpopulated, so Iku decided to, and I'm paraphrasing, and Iku decided to come to Earth and kill people in order for not to overpopulate. And Urumbala said. Sure, you could go and do that, but do not take my children unless it's their time to transition. And Iku said, well, how would I know who your children are? And Urumala said, if you see them wearing this bracelet, and he showed show Iku the bracelet, if you see anyone wearing this bracelet, then that's one of my children, and you should not take them from Earth unless it's their time. So... Right. You could make the argument that the bracelet is for protection against sudden death. You know, that's an argument that could also be made. And so I've I've seen it happen before as well, and it's happened with me too. What um, for those individuals, or if it does break, because a lot of people, you know, I, I, there's an end. That's especially in tarot, right? I'm not trying to combine it. It's completely mm-hmm. different. But there is the, the death card, or there's, the end, there's always an end to a cycle or end to something. And so there, there's been this saying of, um, you know, if your bracelet breaks, you have to go see a Babalao or get a reading. And I'm sure, I'm sure that's well, – I want to ask you that. But on top of that, um, what would you tell those individuals who, or, who have one or don't understand it yet that if it does break, what – what should be done? What should happen? Does it necessarily mean panic? I'm sure it doesn't mean panic, but it's a, is it a warning? What, what, how would you explain that? Well, your question is um, it's interesting because that concept is more of a local me, Santeria concept. And I just want uh, okay. to be clear that I don't want to be. I want to be clear that I'm not against Santeria or local me or any any path. You know, I, I embrace all. If I embrace this all. But um, we don't have that concept in Anifa. If the bracelet breaks, then that means that something bad's going to happen. That you need to go see the Babalao to get a reading to find out why the um, the bracelet broke. Uh, that's more like I mentioned a local me concept, and that's okay if if that's how people connect and if that's how people are able to get the help that they need, then that's fine. You know, everyone has to choose what they believe, what path they want they want to follow. So. If a lot of the audience are into local me and they have the belief of the bracelet breaking means something negative, then absolutely. And then go see about Balao or someone that you trust to get a dafa done, a reading done, to make sure that everything's okay. But on the side of Ifa, we don't have that concept. I thank you for explaining that way. That was perfect. No, I I really appreciate that. And you're right. Um, it's something, and I'm learning too, is that there's Especially, I've heard it before, this is a different Ile or house, or this is our way, or this is this way, and, and so I'm grateful that you're explaining it that way, and I appreciate that. And that was a really humble way of responding, too. I respect that. That was really nice. Um, and it's something I'm glad I asked, because uh, for other individuals who, who see that or have been through it, so they can understand. And the more I'm, um, I do learn, I'm learning that Ifa is, is 
the way of living and the way to go about steps consciously with your OD and, and to better yourself and, and to make a right direction for your path and to evolve. And so it's, I'm glad and I'm really, really happy we're having this conversation because for a long time, if it's, if it's something that I perceive for myself where, especially going through Santeria and in certain ways growing up, it's perceived these different ways. So I'm glad that we're having this, this conversation for others to listen to and, and your book and um, what, to, what to expect from the book or what is Ifa. So this is, this is an awesome conversation. Um, and I thank you for that as well. Is there, what comes to mind, I'm asking a lot of questions, but I want to ask you or, or something that you would like to share, if there's anything that comes to mind, um, that you would want uh, others to know, whether they're new to this, that we haven't talked about yet, or, or things that they might go through spiritually, because that's a good question. Here, let me reword that, sorry. A lot of people go through what we call the, the soul awakening, and so what I'm noticing overall, because I did have a hard time with it, I didn't know where to go or who to talk to about it. And the more that I'm learning, there's a lot of metaphysical energy. There's a lot of purpose behind my life and the new direction. But overall, especially with what you're saying with Ifa, is that um, there's a lot of connection to um, the soul awakening. Is there something that you would want to share or point out to everyone that uh, if this is something they should, they should um, take, take a new step in or... or how, does that make sense? I'm not sure the question I really want to ask is, I guess, um, for those people who are new to this or, or not sure, but they've come across it and the connection to soul awakening, how would you help them understand that? If this is for something, right. if, if this is where they should go with it. Sure. So if I is about an awakening, okay. If I is about, as I mentioned before, is about healing and, I want to explain the mistake that a lot of people make when they first enter Ifa, because this is important for people that are considering Ifa to keep in mind, is that many people enter Ifa for the wrong reasons. They either go into Ifa or to Santeria because they want to get initiated and they want to do readings and they want to help people and they want to do certain rituals, certain ceremonies. And that's incorrect because if you're a person following, not just Ifa, any spiritual path, and you're not healed or in the process of healing, then if you try, if you attempt to help someone else, then only negativity is going to manifest. So in order for a person to really practice Ifa, because when we say practice, what I mean by practice is being able to um, make a, do a dafa, being able to make specific offerings, being able to guide people, you know, especially in the psychological, because my, my background is more of a psycholo- psychology so I, I use a lot of psychology concept within within the Ifa. So it's important to understand that part of Ifa. And you know, so Ifa when you first enter Ifa is about healing. So if a person's looking for real healing, true healing, then Ifa is one of many paths. But Ifa is a path that will provide that true healing because, as I mentioned before, it will retrieve everything about you. And you know, concept of, of Ifa is about cycles. You have mentioned before about the death card that means uh, a new beginning, a cycle. So Ifa does teach about different cycles. So we all go through a series of cycles within our lives. And, and Ifa teaches that before a cycle ends, then we should be a, we should have learned from it and done everything correctly. And there are times that we 
could revisit those fragments. Because what happens is if you don't take care of a specific cycle that's ending correctly, then particles of the negativity of that cycle is ending will go over to the new cycle that you're entering. So Ifat does cover about how to end the cycle, how to enter the new cycle, so that way the person could fully benefit from the cycles that are manifesting within within their life. And as I mentioned before, if I if I doesn't have holy scripture, if I doesn't have a uh, real dogma, if, if I is really about individual practice. If you're looking for something that you could connect on your own to help you heal on your own, to help you to understand who you are physically, emotionally, spiritually, then if I is definitely the way to go. I was that was really um, well said. Uh, that was uh, that was great. <laughs> actually, a pre- that was really good. I'm actually I'm happy that you said that as well. Uh, and explain that. Um, so before we wrap this episode up, and this has been a great conversation, is um, what is it? What is it that you do that you can share with everyone? Because I like I like sharing how we're human. We have our routines. What is, what is some of the routines that you do on a daily basis to keep everything kind of balanced for yourself? That is uh, significant to Ifa that people can kind of understand more of um, the Ori, the balance, the life. What's some things that you do on a daily basis for yourself? Absolutely. So in the morning, I greet my Ifa and I would do a small invocation and then I would conduct a little bit of meditation to kind of set myself up for the day. And then I cast to see what message if I has and that's how I I post the daily, the daily status on our on our page is through casting divining what Ifa and interpreting the message that Ifa is providing in, in a basic way, the way we have written on a daily basis. So after that, I usually make some offerings to my Ori. Usually, some shea butter or coconut oil on my temples, taking deep breaths, keeping my eyes closed, and really focusing on my understanding of Ifa, my understanding of self, on what path you know do I need to continue walking, what part of my life do I need to focus on, uh, what changes, if any, should I consider making. So that's that's. You know, it takes it takes a few minutes, but um, that's basically what I do in, in the morning. And then we have what we call Oshe Ifa, which is every five days considered a uh, day of Ifa. And on um, the Oshe Ifa, or the fifth day, there are specific offerings that are made, specific um, incantations, prayers, so on and so forth, that are that are done every five days, which is the Oshe Ifa. But on a personal level, I greet Ifa, I cast Ifa. I meditate with my Ori, and I allow things to just manifest and pretty much just get ready for the rest of the day. That's that's a really great explanation. That's beautiful. Um, it's a, I love that you you ask yourself these questions. What, what do you need to change, or what's the direction you want to go in? Or and you look at it, and you're looking at it in humble ways and, and different concepts than most people do. And this is another reason why I wanted to have this great episode and talk about these things. Because um, there's a lot of things that I would like to do as well, and there's things that I don't do that I would like to implicate, and these are great and wonderful things. Um, 
So your book, I have the link for everyone to follow and find it if they're interested in purchasing it. It's uh, it's on Amazon, correct? That's where I found it. That's correct, yes. Amazon. It's IFA, a universal concept of all life, a complex system easily explained. True IFA, sharing thoughts to forgive and to grow and to accomplish. Um, it's really awesome. I'm really excited to read this book now, and I want to have a follow-up episode later on. And uh, I want to thank you again for coming on this uh, this podcast with me. And is there any other places that they can find you or uh, connect with you on social media that you're you would want to share? Well, currently we have our Facebook page, which is called Truifa, or something you go type in my name, Frank Matias. And we also have a page that promotes the book, and we give. I just a quick summary, a quick synopsis of what's in the book. So if anyone wants to get an insight or get a preview of the messages that are in the book, they could also go on, on on that page as well, which is the title of the book. And uh right now, you know, we're in the process of looking to the future. So in the future we're looking to provide more teachings, have seminars, uh eventually have a place that people could just come and visit from all over the world and be able to teach about Ifa, be able to share about Ifa. And of course, you know, I'm in the process of writing another, a more in-depth um, book on Ifa, you know, really going deep into Ifa, you know, the ontological of Ifa, the philosophy of Ifa, the psychological part of Ifa, the metaphysics part of Ifa. So that's something to look, uh, that's something for the future that um, hopefully will, will be done by next year. But that's pretty much that's pretty much all the outlets that we currently have. That's great. I'm I'm looking. At, I didn't know that you were doing that. I'm looking forward to going to see that place when when it's all said and done, and I'm gonna come visit. Uh, other than mm-hmm. that, Frank Aboru Aboye. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, Aboru Aboye. Aboye Bosiseo. Thank you again for joining me on this conversation, and it was a pleasure having you. And I can't thank you enough. I look forward to another episode with you later on, and we'll catch up with you and see where you're at um, with everything else. But uh, other than that, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome, and thank you uh, to your audience for the opportunity to really explain about Ifa and hopefully get some positive feedback and hope that it helps someone to really find what they're looking for. Absolutely. Well, I'll keep in touch with you. Other than that, have a great rest of your evening, sir. You too. I'll double. Take care. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast with me and Frank and, and this conversation with uh, about Ifa. And if you have any questions, make sure that you follow me on Facebook as well, a Millennial's Third Eye. Like the page, follow, get notifications. So when I do post an event for another podcast or other titles to look forward to, and any live episodes that I do, that you can be uh, and connect with. I love bringing different people on this podcast, whether it's uh, another millennial talking about mentorship and, and spirituality and, and manifesting, or like today, we're talking about IFA, we're talking about life and psychological patterns, but a new way and direction. You got to always ask yourself, what is it that you really want? What is the next steps for yourself? What's your ori, as we're saying, or your intuition as well, your consciousness bringing you to what's that pull. And especially with a lot of things going on 
with retrograde and people are are facing their new energies or, or things that are coming out to service that they want to find answers for, but they're not sure why they're feeling it. Uh, spirituality and intuition is, is something that I've personally been growing with within the past couple of years, and I'm noticing a lot of people are as well are going through these spiritual moments of noticing that there's so much more to life than what they've noticed before. So I recommend exploring, searching, trusting yourself. And sometimes it's hard to go against that grain. Sometimes it's hard to trust yourself or trust your path when you feel alone because it's a new adventure. It's disconnecting from what you thought you knew and finding new avenues to get more clarity on where you want to go, where you need to go and what your life is calling for uh, your purpose. Uh, unfortunately, I can't do any readings today. I have a lot before I move, go to my trip to New York tomorrow to go visit family. But I want to thank everyone for listening and make sure that you message me if you have any questions or if you want to book any sessions. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a good night.